my fellow freedom love sovereign thinkers. Thank you for tuning to LL3 Podcast. My name is Craig, transmitting from the beautiful realms of planet Earth. Today's date is Monday, January 16th, 2023. This is episode 1600, Colorado and West Virginia, 10th Amendment measures, plus happy Religious Freedom Day. Before I proceed, you can find me on multiple social media sites and podcast channels. Just type in Loki Luck number three, Loki Luck Roman number three, or the Loki Luck Roman number three podcast, which are three eyes, by the way, for the Roman number three. Furthermore, if you have any questions, comments, recommendations, all that good stuff, please use the quorum by emailing me at Loki Luck numbers zero three at protomail.com. If you want to donate, go to paypal.me or cash.app forward slash Loki Luck number three. Hopefully everyone had a nice little holiday paying homage to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I know his birthday around this week. And there's still a lot of controversy with the man. Claimed to be a, there's claimed he was a communist part, involved in the communist party. Yeah, I look at all angles on this. And, of course, he did other things as well. I know there was a, uh, a sculpture trying to, like, mock him. Looked like a big penis. With one big monstrosity. I'm like, wow. I read that. My good grief. And it is um, Religious Freedom Day. And I will be talking about that. And, um... Which Thomas Jefferson did. Very interesting. So, um, and many, the many people with different creeds respect it and appreciate it. So, I was like browsing around, listening to a couple of shows here and there, and reading some articles. It looks like um, now the toll for the whole um, stuff is happening in Illinois has um, really um, skyrocketed out of 102 counties. Still three shall force it, which are Cook, Lake, and Champaign counties. And you got other counties like, oh, that support the 2A. And there's others like from other municipalities. There's like 11 and a half or 12. Like they have, like they have their own township resolutions and all that. And of course, one supports... 2A, to Second Amendment statement, without 5 or 54, 71 mentioned. Three are still undecided. That's in my red. And it's like 87, 88 won't comply with 54, 71, which is the semi-auto ban, and which was ruled unconstitutional under the 22nd Amendment Bill of Rights. That's Article 1, to be exact. You can look it up for yourself. I did a show on it. You can see it, read it, and all that. And it's uh, still essential. And Almeida County is like a little bit similar too. Their sheriff is not impressed by it on their so-called gun law they try to pass in Sacramento. The only thing they're doing over there is mainly um, enhancing the new California movement. There's too many big cities trying to dictate to the rest of the rural area how to live and so forth. And that's wrong. Every community is different. It's like like New York City 
or, or like try to like rule the state of New York and Chicago try to rule Illinois. It doesn't. It's all a, a facade, as far as I'm concerned. Always believe in think and act locally. So I'm fantastic. I'm happy about these notification movements, regardless of what it is is um has accelerated. And plus, it includes a couple of articles I'm be reading about as well, which is will be Tenth Amendment related. Now that going around laughing as usual. You know, about the climate lockdown. Scotland introduced 20-minute neighborhoods where you are allowed limited outdoor time like an imprisoned felon. What about, huh? What 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 would the Scottish warriors react? The soldier, the, the men that fought against England for their independence. They're all rolling in their graves right now. Hunter Biden paid launder $50,000 a month to his dad. For rent where classified documents were found so there's some interesting stuff there and of course msnbc panicking over imminent release of j6 capital videos they're trying to say it was an insurrection which it never was there's actually at least six incidents that are considered um insurrections in the united states in the united states so and of course what happened to j6 is not one of them and it was done by design, other word, inside job. I'll say it again, again, again. It was an inside job. Released the J6 prisoners and all political ones, even the ones I don't like, they're still in there. And they never got their uh, speedy trial, anything like that. It's all horse crap, as far as I'm concerned. And New Zealand's tyrannical government trying to outlaw immune boosting supplements that save lives, so they want you to take the shot, because they know best. Democrat Sheila Jackson introduces legislation to criminalize white people who criticize minorities. Yes, we should send her a Ku Klux Klan membership application, right? <laughs> oh, yes. California now allows illegals to become police officers who arrest Americans. Do it the other way, you call it racist. Of course, the gas stove fraud brought to you by Democrats. Who the hell cares? They got to tell people how to live good grief all these geniuses her conformist oh they, they, they um you know paid they got bought and paid for nothing new under the sun they're just an example why the gop house needs to take down deep state via church committee 2.0 wall street journal says yes cbdc's are coming whether countries are ready for it or not are you japan baffled at why COVID death rate so high after 91% vaccine compliance among population? Don't forget Israel too. George Soros cancels appearance at WEF Davos Summit. Is he fleeing arrest? Yeah, there was a uh, Infowars did release the uh, people that were supposed to be the guests of this event. And many of them are recanting or canceling their reservations. They're being exposed for who they are, control freaks, tyrants, etc. Yeah, I know that. Mike Adams, Mike Adams' response to the ATF pistol brace gun grab scheme, that's illegal, null and void, and it's none of their damn business. I was reading some of the information on there, including the Department of Justice. The states can tell them where to go. 
I encourage folks to do that. Virginia Elementary School orders students to role-play being slaves versus landowners. Wave of lawsuits claim Tylenol during pregnancy causes autism and ADHD. 25-year-old doctor who ran multiple vaccine clinics does suddenly dies. Same Democrats now claiming gas stoves are... um, Cause brain damage have been silent about electric power lines, 5G, and electropollution. Widespread food fraud takes place across America's restaurants and hotel kitchens. You can go on and on, right? M- MSNBC's Johnson, many white people preferred inconvenience over le- letting blacks vote. These guys, these folks here are desperately seeking ratings. Part of the Pierce Morgan Club, right? <laughs> That's why I don't watch this garbage. I, I like to examine stuff on my own without hearing their rhetorical nonsense. Doesn't matter what paradigm they're, they're in, too. I'm not in the mood to be anyone's cheerleader. Of course, Matt Gates exposes corrupt establishment hunting politicians who work for the people. Gudio Goldman, the CFR, and the Marshall, German Marshall Fund. So, what else is new, right? It's getting too obvious. Oh, yeah, another one here. Saudi Arabia urges to suspend COVID vaccines due to serious heart injuries. Shirley Temple admits Hollywood is run by elite pedophiles. Alan Dershowitz, you have no right to be unvaccinated. Government should plunge a needle into your arm. I'm just wondering who's going through male endopause. (laughs) And he gets offended by that. Who the hell cares, right? Well, that's what we got to look at it, folks. There's a big warfare is happening. It's fantastic. I just found out, too, Richard Gage has his own website now, richardgage911.org. And he was disappointed with the architects and engineers from 9-11 Truth that had, had him withdrawn from um, the CEO, a CEO. So um, he wants to keep the movement continued. He wants to continue the movement, which is good. And hope for the best with A and E nine eleven truth, because he start, helped start something, and you shouldn't don't be just shouldn't be destroyed. Uh, I recommend folks check him out. If you guys support these, support him, and be great. It's like many other sites, I heard even Infowars is doing a telethon don- for donations. If you could do it, awesome. That'd be great. And like I said, you don't have to agree with these people on everything, but the fact is, the information is there. And you can make your own judgment. That's what counts. They're gunning for these individuals, like conspiracy researchers, eternal news media, and um, and investigative journalists. And they hate that. They hate citizen journalism, too, because the truth is exploding. Now, with technology and these um, anti-big tech, non-big tech sites, channel video channels, they're really destroying the official narratives. I say I'm happy to be a participant in this. And I don't have all the answers either. That's just my view. So stay tuned. I'll be right back. So the first thing I'm going to be narrating here came from the 10th Amendment Center, which actually his first two articles are from that same website. Check it out. Very good stuff. 10thAmendmentCenter.com. Reads here, 
Colorado bill would take on federal gun control, past, present, and future. This is by Alan Mosley. Came out today. Denver, Colorado, a bill introduced in the Colorado House would end state enforcement of a wide range of federal gun control measures, past, present, and future. The passage of this bill would take an important step toward nullifying federal acts in practice and effect that infringe on the right to keep and bear arms in the state. Representative Ken DeGraff introduced, Republican introduced House Bill 1044 on January 9th, titled the Second Amendment Preservation Act. SAPA. The legislation would ban any entity or, or person, including any public officer or employee of the state and its political subdivisions, from enforcing any past, present, or future federal acts, laws, executive orders, administrative orders, court orders, rules, regulations, statutes, or ordinances that infringe on the right to keep and bear arms. It's very similar to the Missouri SAPA bill, which got enacted in 2021. Details of the legislation. The bill includes a detailed definition of actions that qualify as infringement, including a tax, levy, fee, or stamp imposed on firearms, firearm accessories, or ammunition that is not also applicable to all other goods and services and may reasonably be expected to create a chilling effect on the purchase of ownership of firearms firearm accessories, or ammunition by law-abiding citizens. A registration or tracking of firearms, firearm accessories, or ammunition. A registration of tracking of the ownership of firearms, firearm accessories, or ammunition. An act forbidding the possession, ownership, use, or transfer of a firearm, firearm accessories, or ammunition by a law-abiding citizen. An act ordering the confiscation of firearms, firearm accessories, or ammunition of from a law-abiding citizen. The purpose, the proposed law defines a law-abiding citizen as a person who is not otherwise precluded under state law from possessing a firearm. Under the proposed law, infringement of the right to keep and bear arms would include some provisions of the National Firearms Act of 1934, the Gun Control Act of, 1930, of 1968, President Trump's bump stock ban, proposed federal red flag laws, and any future gun control schemes implemented by the federal government. The legislation includes a provision that would allow anybody who violates the law and knowingly deprives somebody of their right to keep and bear arms as defined by the law to be sued for damages in civil court. Law enforcement agencies and political subdivisions in Indiana would be subject to a civil penalty of not less than $50,000 for enforcing or attempting to enforce any of the infringements outlined by the law or for giving material aid and support to such enforcement efforts. Effective. The federal government relies heavily on state cooperation to implement and enforce almost all of its laws, regulations, and acts, including gun control. By simply withdrawing this necessary cooperation, states and localities can nullify many federal actions in effect. As noted by the National Governors Association, during the partial government shutdown of 2013, states are partners with the federal government on most federal programs. Based on James Madison's advice for state and individuals in Federalist 46, a refusal to cooperate with officers of the union, represents an extremely effective method 
to bring down federal gun control measures because most enforcement actions rely on help, support, and leadership from state and local governments. Fox News senior judicial analyst, analyst Judge Andrew Napatano agreed. In a television discussion on the issue, he noted that a single state taking this step would make federal gun laws nearly impossible to reinforce. Partnerships don't work too well when half the team quits, said Michael Bolden of the 10th Amendment Center. By withdrawing all resources and participation to federal gun control, states and even local governments can help bring these unconstitutional acts to their much-needed end. Legal basis. The state of Colorado can legally bar state agents from enforcing federal gun control law. Gun control. Refusal to cooperate with federal enforcement rests on a well-established legal principle known as the anti-commandeering doctrine. Simply put, the federal government cannot force states to help implement or force any federal act or program. The anti-commandeering doctrine is based primarily on five Supreme Court cases dating back to 1842. Prince versus U.S. serves as a cornerstone. We held in New York that Congress cannot compel the states to enact or enforce a federal regulatory program. Today, we hold that Congress cannot circumvent that prohibition by conscripting to the state's officers directly. The federal government may neither issue directives requiring the states to address particular problems, nor command the state's officers or those of their political subdivisions to administer or enforce a federal regulatory program. It matters not whether policy is making involved is making is involved in no case by case weighing on the burdens or benefits as necessary. Such commands are fundamentally incompatible with a constitutional system of dual sovereignty. No determination of constitutionality is necessary. To invoke the anti-commandeering doctrine, state and local governments can refuse to enforce federal laws or implement federal programs, whether they are constitutional or not. What's next? HB 1044 was assigned to the House State Civic, Military, and Veterans Affairs Committee, where it must get a hearing and pass by a majority vote by moving forward to the le- in the legislative process. That was a good article from Alan Mosley, and uh, I am very happy about this because nullification is a great remedy, according to Thomas Jefferson. And in addition, even it's funny because even if you look at some of the gun laws they had in the state of Colorado, it still contradicts their own Bill of Rights culture. All right, and those are, those are the facts. They always use this as a reminder. It's a great president. They do it on the federal, to count the feds, and then the counties and the people can, can go after the state laws. Remember, it's a ripple effect. So don't get mad. How come you get inspired? It's a great step for the Rocky Mountain State. And it's interesting, too, because when you start looking at the Colorado's Bill of Rights, it was like, Multiple, like one, two, three, four, five, like six sections that it contradicts their own gun laws. And we could just look at these for an example. And like it says here, Article 2, Bill of Rights, this is Section 3, Inalienable Rights. All persons have certain natural, essential, and inalienable rights, among when it may be reckoned 
the right of enjoying and defending their lives and liberties of acquiring, possessing, and protecting property, and of seeking and obtaining their safety and happiness. So the registrations, limitations of how many magazines you can have per, you know, limit of rounds in, the, in your magazines is all void, okay, according to this. Then we'll hit section 11, all right? Ex post facto laws. No ex post facto law, no, nor law impairing the obligation of contracts or retrospective in its operations or making any irrevocable grant of special privileges, franchises, or immunities shall be passed by General Assembly. Obligation of contracts, if they're impairing or doesn't coincide with your state constitution, is considered illegal. And even 13, the right to bear arms. The right of no person to keep and bear arms in the temp expense of his home, person, and property, or in aid of the civil power, that when whereto legally summoned shall be called in question. But nothing herein contained shall be construed to justify the practice of carrying concealed weapons. Interesting there, right? So they may do a little compromise. However, what you got to do is review Section 3 and 11 of your state constitution. I'm talking about the people in Colorado, some beautiful folks out there, right? And we can hit 25. Due process of law. No no person shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. And we can even hit 28, rights reserved not to sparge. Section 28, their enumeration in this constitution of certain rights shall not be construed, deny, impair, or disparge others retained by the people. So, is a, so even though they want to nullify the federal government, federal gun laws, which is fantastic, that should be the next step if they get signed and processed and so forth. Support this because the states could be next. Don't be afraid. Remember, you don't want Denver rule all of you guys. Okay? And that, that's the case. That could be a case on that. That's why I'm all, an individual like myself would say, yes, this is a great start and, and counter it on your state level. Have your local sheriffs tell the state of Colorado where to go to on when it comes to depriving your right to keep and bear arms, your natural rights, your inherited rights. So that's how I look at it right now. So and um, I want to hit this next one while we're at it. Came from the 10th Amendment Center by Alan Mosley again. Came out today. West Virginia bill would make gold and silver legal tender. A bill filed in the West Virginia House would make gold and silver legal tender. Passage into law would eliminate one barrier to using gold and silver in everyday transactions, a foundation step for people to undermine the Federal Reserve's monopoly on money. Delegate Chris Pratt, Republican, introduced House Bill 2333 on January 11th on the proposed law, gold and silver coins issued by the federal government were deemed legal tender in this state as was always required by the Constitution. West Virginia could become the fourth state to recognize gold and silver as legal tender. Utah led the way, establishing constitutional money in 2011. Wyoming and, and Oklahoma have since joined, which is incredible. This the effect has been most dramatic in Utah, where the United Pressures Mineral Association was established after the passage under the Utah Spacey, Spacey Legal Tender Act 
and the elimination of all taxes on gold and silver. UPMA offers accounts denominated in U.S. minute gold and silver dollars. The company was also instrumental in the development of the Utah Gold Back, described the first local voluntary currency made to be made of spendable, beautiful physical gold. HB 2333 would create a process for the state to issue non-refundable tax credit for capital gains transactions on the exchange of gold and silver for another coin or form of legal tender. In 2019, West Virginia passed a bill repealing the sales tax on gold and silver bullion. That's, that's fantastic. Knocking down the barriers. Currently, 42 states have eliminated sales taxes on gold and silver, and silver bullion. Repealing sales taxes on precious metal bullion takes a step toward treating gold and silver as money instead of commodities. Taxes on precious metal bullion erected, erect barriers to using gold and silver as money by raising transaction costs. As a sound money defense league policy director, J.P. Cortez testified during a committee hearing on a similar bill in Wyoming in 2018, charging taxes on money itself is beyond the pale. In effect, the states that collect taxes on purchases of precious metals inherently saying gold and silver are not money at all. Imagine if you ask the grocery clerk to break a $5 bill and he charged you a 35 cent tax. Silly, right? After all, you're only exchanging one form of money for another. But that's essentially what Mississippi sales tax on gold and silver bullion does. By eliminating this tax on the exchange of gold and silver, Mississippi would treat specie as money instead of a commodity. This represents a small step toward reestablishing gold and silver as legal tender and breaking down the federal monopoly, Fed's monopoly on money. We ought not to tax money, and that's a good idea. It makes no sense to tax money. Former U.S. Representative Ron Paul sent a testimony in support of the Arizona bill that repealed capital gains taxes on gold and silver in that state. Paper is not money. It's fraud, he continued. Impact, the impact of enacting this legislation will go beyond a mere tax policy. During an event after this Senate committee testimony, Paul pointed out that it is really about the size and scope of the government. If you're, if you're for less government, you want sound money. The people who want big government, they don't want sound money. They want to deceive you and commit fraud. They want to print money. They don't they want a monopoly. They want to get you conditioned as our schools have conditioned us to the point where deficits doesn't matter. Practically speaking, eliminating taxes on the sale of gold and silver cracks the open door for people to begin using specie on federal business transactions. This marks an important small step toward currency competition. The background. background. The United States Constitution states in Article 1, Section 10, no state shall make any make anything but gold and silver a tender and payment of debts. Currently, all debts and taxes in Mississippi are either paid with Federal Reserve notes, dollars, which are authorized as legal tender by Congress, or with coins issued by the U.S. Treasury, very few of which have gold and silver in them. The Federal Reserve destroys its constitutional monetary system by creating a monopoly based on its fiat currency without the backing of gold or silver. 
The central bank can easily create money out of thin air. This not only devalues your purchasing power over time, it also allows the federal government to borrow and spend far money, far beyond, excuse me, what would be possible in a sound money system. Without the Fed, the U.S. government wouldn't be able to maintain all of its unconstitutional wars and programs. The Federal Reserve is the engine that drives most, the most powerful government in the history of the world. The passage of either HB 2333 will remove one of the tax barriers that hinder the use of gold and silver as money in West Virginia. Repealing taxes on gold and silver also takes the first step in the process of abolishing the Federal Reserve System by attacking it from the bottom up, pulling the rug out from, from under it by working to make its functions irrelevant at the state and local levels and setting the stage to undermine the Federal Reserve monopoly by introducing competition into the monetary system. In paper, in a paper presented at the Mises Institute, constitutional tender expert Professor William Green said when people in multiple states actually start using gold and silver instead of Federal Reserve notes, it would effectively notify the Federal Reserve and the end of the federal government's monopoly on money. Over time, as residents of the state to uh, the, the state use both Federal Reserve notes and silver and gold coins, the fact that the coins hold their value more than Federal Reserve notes do will do will lead to reverse Gresham's law, Gresham's law effect, where good money, gold and silver coins will drive out bad money, Federal Reserve notes. As this happened, and a cascade of events can begin to occur, including the flow of real wealth towards the state's treasury and influx of banking business from outside the state. As people in other states carry out their desire to bank with sound money, an eventual outcry against the use of Federal Reserve notes for any transactions. One thing one things get to that point, Federal Reserve notes will become largely unwanted and irrelevant for ordinary people. Nullifying the Fed on a state-by-state level is what will get us there. What's next? HB 2333 has been referred to the House Banking and Insurance Committee. It must be scheduled for a hearing and pass a uh, and pass committee. Oops with a majority vote in order to continue on in the legislative process. I do find this fantastic. This is the way it should be done. We've been hijacked since 1913 on the Federal Reserve notes. Of course, it got ejected in 1971, not, not being not backed up by gold or silver, and now we are feeling the full effect. Things are going up, supply chain is being controlled, done by design. And if you read Article 1, Section 8, verse 4, Clause 4, it says here about Congress to, um, to have the power to lay and collect taxes, duties, and post and excises to pay a debt and provide the common defense and the general welfare of the United States for all duties Impost and excise shall be uniform throughout the United States. And we can hit one, two, three, four, clause four to coin money, regulate value thereof, and foreign co a foreign coin can fix the standard weights and measure. 
All right, so it's that simple. Doesn't say about paper money. They were against it because they knew what happened during the time when the food rights broke out in Philadelphia during the war for independence. So I like to write, I encourage everyone in the Mountain State or West Virginia to start petitioning your servants to support HB 2333. He hats off to the delegate Chris Pratt for spearheading this. Get more folks involved. Doesn't matter if you're Democrat, Republican. You lay down those facts. It's self-explanatory. So I'll say this: Let the ball keep the ball rolling, folks. Because I know one thing: the Fed is gonna go one way or the other. All right. So I'll be right back for one more segment. So stay tuned. All right, folks. I'm gonna do one more here. And actually, he did this in um in Virginia on January 16th, by the way, in 1779. Got this from the National Constitution Center, a bill for establishing establishing religious freedom. This is 1779 by Thomas Jefferson. I will read the full text. Well aware that the opinions and belief of men depend not on their own will, but follow involuntary the evidence proposed to their minds that Almighty God hath created the free mind free and manifest his supreme will that free it shall remain by making it altogether unsuspectable of restraint. That all attempts to influence by temporal punishments or burdens or by civil incapacitations tend only not to begate habits of hypocrisy and meanness and are a departure from the plan of the holy author of our religion who is who being lord both of body and mind yet chose not to propagate by it by coercions on either as was in his almighty power to do, but to extend it by his influence on reason alone that the impious presumption of legislators and rulers, civil as well as ecclesiastical, who being themselves but fallible and uninspired men have assumed dominion over the faith of others setting up their own opinions and modes of thinking as the only true and infallible and such and as such endeavoring to impose them on others hath established or main and maintain false religions over the greatest part of the world and through all time that to compel a man to furnish contributions of money for the propagation of opinions which he disbelieves and abhors is sinful and tyrannical that even the forcing him to support this or that teaching of his own religious persuasion is depriving him of the comfortable liberty of giving his contributions to the particular pastor whose morals he would make his pattern and though and whose powers he feel most persuasive persuasive to righteousness and is withdrawing from the ministry, those temporary rewards which proceeding from an 
approbation, approbation, excuse me, of their personal conduct. RN is an additional incitement to earnest and remitting labors for the instructions of mankind that our civil rights have no dependence on religious on our religious opinions any more than our opinions in physics or geometry that therefore the prescribing any citizen as unworthy the public confidence by laying upon him in a incapacity of being called to the offices of trust and amulet emolument excuse me unless he profess or renounce this or that religious opinion is depriving him injuriously of those privileges and advantages to which, in common with his fellow citizens, he has a natural right that it tends also to, to corrupt the principles of that very religion it is meant to encourage by bribing with a monopoly of worldly honors and emoluments. Emoluments, excuse me. <laughs> those who will externally profess and comfort to it that though indeed these are criminal who do not withstand such temptation yet neither are those innocent who lay the bait in their way that the opinions of men are not the object of civil government nor under its jurisdiction that to suffer the civil magistrate to intrude his powers into the field of opinion and to restrain a profession or provocation of principles on Superstition of their ill tendency is a dangerous fallacy, which at once destroys all religious liberty, because he, being, of course, judge of that tendency, will make his opinions the rule of judgment and approve or condemn the sentiments of others only as they shall square with or differ from his own. That is the time that it is time enough for the rightful purposes of civil government for its officers to interfere when principles break out into overt acts against peace and good order. And finally, that that truth is great and will prevail if it left to herself that she is the proper and sufficient antagonist to error and has nothing to fear from the conflict unless by human interposition disarmed of her natural weapons free argument and debate error season to be dangerous when is permitted feeling to contradict them we do we the general assembly of virginia do enact that no man shall be compelled to frequent or support any religious worship place or ministry whatsoever nor shall be enforced restrained molested or burthened his body or goods nor shall otherwise suffer on account of his religious opinions or belief but that all men shall be free to profess and by argument to maintain their opinions in matters of religion and that the same shall in no wise diminish, enlarge, or affect their civil capacities. Even though we, we will know that this assembly, elected by the people for the ordinary purposes of legislation body, have no power to restrain the acts of succeeding assemblies, 
constituted with powers equal to our own, and that therefore to declare this act irrevocable will be on will be of no effect in law, yet we are free to declare and do declare that the rights hereby asserted are our natural rights of mankind, and that if any act shall be hereafter passed to repeal the present or its narrow or to narrow its operation, such act will be an infringement of natural rights. Interesting there, right? I know many people from occult practices and so forth admire what Jefferson said. It's called free, religious freedom. I don't care what your belief system is, but you don't coerce or violate others. That's what comes down to it. Doesn't matter what your faith is or creed. One of the areas I always tell people, because we know how status thinks. We've seen this through history. Rather than Europe, Asia, Africa, North and South America, it doesn't matter. Even in Oceania. You're always going to have folks want to use status, religion, as their status purpose. Control people. And that is unnatural, illegal, downright tyrannical. One of the areas I admire Jefferson. Yes, he has his faults, like everyone else. But this is a test of time. And we need to fulfill it. That's why even a person like myself, I was totally against the Johnson Act with the 501c3 because he sold their, those particular organizations, they sold their soul to the state. That's not really just freedom. That's compromise. That's how I see it here. And um, that's why happy religious freedom. Yeah, maybe a little late now for January 16th, but you can look, focus it next year, right? And beyond. That's one of the reasons why I always admire Thomas Jefferson, his obvious philosophy of freedom. He was a classic liberal for his time. Yeah, that's that's a liberal, open-minded, not these control freaks. You know, these 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 sub these titles have been watered down, and it's very uh, nefarious. Well, that's my intake on this. What is yours? And that will be it. I thank everyone for listening. Plus, feel free to download and share this throughout your social media networks. If you have any questions, comments, and potential on this interesting or check out whatever you do, please send the correspondence to the quorum. For the more, I'll leave the footnotes of these articles on my page. If you want to contact me, go to lookyluck03 at protemnail.com. Donate, go to paypal.me or cash.app forward slash lookyluck3. If you want to support 10th Amendment Center, National Constitution Center, that'd be great. And observe responsibly, right? <laughs> Once again, thank you for your time. But always remember that the maniac resistance is healthy for the soul and can liberate humanity. Till next time, take care of yourselves. Keep on spreading the love. And may your guardian spirits be with you. Mm-hmm.